0: Okay guys, so welcome back to the Talking Fit Podcast. My name is Rogan, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts... Kane Owen. And Greg Foley. Why do you sound like a robot then? Kane Owen. sound like a robot. <laughs> His real name is Liam. <laughs> don't ruin it <laughs> with everyone. Everyone's so disappointed. Know, my friend it's... just calls me Liar Liam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he found out that my real name was Liam, he just got so annoyed at me. <laughs> it's very disappointing
2: here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. like... Especially because yours is like... It's spelled with a K instead of a C. It's non-biblical. It's edgy. It's hipster. Why do you always have your phone on? (laughs) you have one job. Anyway, while Greg sorts out his technology, we today are going to be talking about carbs. Okay, and the reason why we're going to be talking about carbs is because carbs are important. Not only because are they a very effective fuel source, but also a very, very contentious topic within the fitness industry. And it's about time that someone actually put some really, really good information out there that is easily digestible to the British fitness community. Mm -hmm. So! First things first, talking about carbs, what are they? Uh, Well, ultimately,
1: uh, carb is a carbohydrate, which is an energy source for the body. All cells in the human body uh, for energy will run off of glucose, and carbohydrates are the most readily available source of glucose
0: that you can eat. Okay, so when we talk about glucose, it's worth mentioning that glucose is one of I think it is one of, if not the most simple and readily digestible yes. and broken down. Sugar. sugar. And even, even fat
1: is a, a chain of glucose, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so even, yeah, even uh, fat as an energy source still provides the body with glucose. So when people say, no, you know, fat is a different fuel to uh, carbohydrates, it is, but on a cellular level, that cell is still running off glucose.
2: But okay. well, that, that's and it's the same as everybody thinks where they consume carbohydrates, that it is the carbohydrate molecule that you are using as an energy substrate. No, it, it, at every level it is broken down to glucose and that is what is used at cellular level. So <clears throat> when people talk about it, quick sugars and stuff like that, generally it is glucose at the cell. So don't think about it as anything else.
1: We need, so, we need some kind of uh, way for the mic to pick up air quotes because you use air quotes so much. That they can't hear them, crying. Okay, I'm sorry. The audience can't hear air quotes.
0: <laughs> okay, so, but Greg is, is exactly right. So when we're talking about carbohydrates being shuttled into the body and used effectively for fuel, adds glucose, we are basically talking about how once they enter the digestive system, they are broken down into glucose, which is the most simple sugar that is readily available within the body. Now, every single carbohydrate, regardless of how simple it is in nature or complex, not just in terms of its personal issues. But in terms of the way that it is structured, will determine whether it is a simple or a complex carbohydrate and then how long that will take for the body to break it down into readily available glucose. But ultimately, whether the range is from sweet potato to gummy bear, everything eventually gets broken down to glucose. The stored
2: thing- as glycogen also though, which is worth noting. Yes, knowledge. yes, exactly. So that's not stored necessarily as glucose, it could be, store- it could be stored as glycogen broken down then and shuttled to be Mm -hmm. used as energy. So, again, just at a base level, there's glucose always at the cell.
1: Also good to consider as well that more complex carbohydrates will usually also come with more fiber. More fiber will slow down digestion even further. um, And more simple sugars come with less fiber, which means they get into the bloodstream a lot quicker.
0: Which is why it is so easy to overconsume calories from, once again, gummy bears and or this fine cider that I have before me, as opposed to, tuberous vegetables, such as parsnips, squashes, and pumpkins, and sweet potatoes. It is. So, now that we've got that out of the way and we talked about the differences between simple and complex carbohydrates, I think it's worth talking about what they actually do. Because we talked about how eventually everything gets shuttled into um, the muscular system and the rest of the body to be used as energy. But what does a carbohydrate actually do in relation to training and just getting the body going?
1: Uh, Well, when you look at... um the three, the three macronutrients, you've got protein, you've got carbohydrates, and you've got fat. Protein, ultimately, is a way to supply your body with amino acids, which are like building blocks that you'll use for various different processes, uh, like growth and repair or making hormones and things like that. Fats provide your body with energy, but also has uh, a role in making uh, sex hormones and making um, cell membranes and making uh, um, the lining of your of your nerves. Uh, are made from fat. So fats are important to the body, which is why you can't really have a zero fat diet though so you have a fat deficiency. Um, whereas while you can get energy from protein and fats, carbohydrate is almost exclusively energy for the cells. Uh, and When it comes to training, it's going to be the most efficient energy source. For your body to use to fuel you through a good hard workout.
0: Yeah, and I think the big takeaway from me there, because I know some of the people will be listening to this, may have. Um, prescribed previously to low carb diets which you know fundamentally tell you that yes the body can run quite efficiently and you know, relatively well mm-hmm. at quite a high like, performance threshold yeah. without carbohydrates in the body because it goes through a very very complex and roundabout process of turning either fat and or uh, protein into glucose which will then be made available for energy in the body however, these are the people that will tell you that carbs are not an essential macronutrient and they are right However, it is a damn sight easier for the body, long term, to have carbohydrates available in the body. So ultimately, yes, we need to think about, you know, carbs are an optimal macronutrient to have for fuel as opposed to saying, like, right, I'm just going to shove as many fats into my body as I can and hope for the best.
1: Especially for people who train, uh, weight train, or even, again, endurance training. Carbohydrates are gonna be way more important. If you've got someone who's sedentary and, and just sits at home and does nothing all day, that person's gonna need a carb carbohydrate, carbohydrate diet. Need? No. Can they have them? Yeah, they can have them as long as their calories are in check. Do they need them? No. Someone who is weight training uh, or trying to build muscle or trying to lose fat effectively long-term gonna at times need carbohydrates uh, to do that efficiently.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's, you know, the perfect way to put it. I mean, oh, we're done. quick guys. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and ultimately it is sort of that contentious topic within the fitness industry because we always talk about, you know, trying to optimise the human body. And I think we definitely swung um, on the pendulum to a direction in which everyone is talking about how we can use fats to further optimise um, cognitive function, nervous system efficiency, yada, yada, yada. But... Ultimately, as as with all things, when we're talking about the majority of people which sit in the heart of that bell curve, mm-hmm. you're going to need carbohydrates. You can't yeah. live your entire life eliminating one macronutrient because it may give you 1% um, bonus somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we, always,
2: we always spoke about it. It's like that swing in the pendulum. When you go back to the 80s, it was extremely low fat, high carbohydrate. Yeah. And that pendulum does tend to swing because that in its own right it was a very was quite poor dietary advice yeah. was to take predominantly your especially as you said before like from sort of sedentary people it's taking pre- the predominant percentage of your macronutrients from carbohydrate is also not a good option so in terms of it tends to swing the other way then so then you know coming into the early 2000s and from then on we had the very low carb zealots basically saying and preaching to us that until you're at a cert- certain ones at a certain percentage of body fat you cannot lick A simple carbohydrate. You can't breathe around fruit. You can't breathe around fruit. (laughs) Yeah. For it will make you fat. You will absorb fatness from other people. Yeah. Yeah. You will. (laughs) Well, that's the whole, yeah, the insulin hypothesis is where,
1: you know, a a, a lot of the bad advice came from this theory that, okay, so carbohydrates uh, stimulate insulin release in the body. Insulin, the theory there was insulin is a fat storage hormone. Insulin causes your body to store and do an air quotes. (laughs) <laughs> insulin causes your body to store uh, carbohydrates as fat. This isn't actually true though. I mean, the role of insulin in the body is to make the cells more receptive to nutrients, to, uh, the uptake of nutrients. So that could be carbohydrates, it can be amino acids, it can be vitamins and minerals, it can be salts and potassium, you know? Um, so yeah, insulin isn't specifically fat storage, which is where the low carb crew got things wrong. It's not specifically that; it just makes cells receptive. Fat itself. It will make
2: fat cells more receptive, yeah. also. Yeah. yeah but, it does only, well. but generally, but generally in the calorie
1: surplus. Yeah. And the thing is that fat doesn't need insulin to get into fat cells. Mm. That's the difference. So it's you're already kinda, fat. You're even taking out the <laughs> yeah. middleman. Yeah. By doing the by doing the whole low
0: carb thing, you're taking out the middleman of insulin. You know. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning that also, like a big thing that people talk about in terms of. Um, Carbohydrate intake is the fact that we, the low carb crowd, very much talks about resensitizing to insulin, mm. um, mm-hmm. and we, we've covered this in episode one where we talked about the mechanics of um, fat loss in relation to hormones, and we spoke at length about how the industry has the um, the entire insulin dynamic and sensitivity versus mm-hmm. insulin bluntness um, completely ass backwards. But ultimately, when you're in a situation where you're looking at carbs coming into the body. Insulin essentially, like you've said so many times, is just the middleman that yep. is going to say, right, you're either coming into the you're either coming into the party or you're not. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're in a calorie surplus, yeah. then- If it, you're if
1: you're in a calorie deficit, the whole carbs versus fat thing is almost entirely irrelevant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh,
1: from a fatless point of view, from a training point of view, like like we said earlier, you're going to still want to keep carbohydrates in the diet because they're going to be the most effective fuel source for your workout. But from a specifically fatless point of view. The, the, and this is the, the position stance of the ISSN with uh, Jose Antonio on this. Um, the, the ratio of carbs to fat is almost irrelevant from a fat loss perspective. And, and what you can consistently stick to is gonna be more important than whether you're having more carbs or more fat. Now, we'll get onto it later, but I'd argue that if you are trying to build muscle or trying to gain weight, then it does become more relevant whether you're having carbs or fats, but we can get into that later
0: on. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think also what you what you brought up um, as a very interesting sort of like lead on to our next point was how carbohydrates are actually the most important thing for your workouts, because at the end of the day, it is both the combination of your nutritional deficit and the increased expenditure <clears> of calories in your workout that make the calorie deficit for fat loss so much more efficient. So let's talk quickly about how carbohydrates are vital for um, for performance in terms of how they fuel the muscle cell.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, as we said earlier on, like, uh, glucose ultimately is the is what all energy uh, is what all cells will primarily run off, excluding ketones, which are in the specific circumstances. Mm. But um, carbohydrates then are going to be the most effective way of your body getting glucose into the cell to provide it with energy to perform the workout. So, uh, you know, if you're trying to do a heavy strength training workout, which is anaerobic, meaning that you're using um glycogen for fuel in the absence of oxygen, yeah then um then you're gonna want an ana- anaerobic energy system whereas if you're using fats for fuel fats needs ox- need oxygen to you uh, to produce the glucose, which means that you're gonna effectively be getting energy into the cell slower because you you're not correlating the energy that you're using with the system that you're training.
0: Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, ultimately, what to, to simplify that for people that may not have as in-depth an understanding in terms of how um, both glycogen and fat are utilized in terms of fuel sources for training. Um, what Kane is essentially saying is that when you use glucose as a primary, sorry, when you use carbohydrates as a primary fuel source to create glycogen, which then leads to production of glucose. For energy within a workout, you are being much, much more efficient at creating that end response, which is I have trained harder, I have lifted that many more um, reps, I have lifted that much more weight, I have required that less amount of rest time in order to achieve the exact same result as opposed to if you're taking in fat. Ultimately, that's going to be incredibly inefficient by contrast. Still possible, and a lot of people do get away with it, but I would argue always that, especially in terms of weight training performance Mm -hmm. being in a low carb diet is always going to be you know more being in a high carb diet is always going to be more efficient Mm -hmm. than being in a low carb diet to get the most out of your workouts and ultimately if you get the most out of your workouts you're going to extrapolate um, and progress whatever goal you're searching for whether that's you're going for fat loss or whether you're going for muscle gain or whether you're going just trying to be the strongest son of a bitch that you can. Well, is this going to the, help? Um, uh,
1: Revive Stronger podcast with Broderick Chavez on the way well. over. He just did one recently on uh, high carb, low fat massing. So building muscle, high carb, low fat. Um, and he, he pointed out on that, that when your body wants to use fat for energy, it has to go through all sorts of acro- uh, acrobatics to make that happen. It doesn't only, it liberates the fat from the fat cell, then it's got to break it down, and then it's got to break it down further so that you can get the glucose off it to get it into the cell to use whereas with carbohydrate it's kind of just breaks it down into its form simpler of, into a simple form of glucose and then puts it in the cell so it's much much cleaner much more efficient and much faster way of providing your body with energy which around your
0: workouts is exactly what you want yeah exactly because at the end of the day like the the thing that the thing that people often miss with the whole training thing is that it's all well and good going in and smashing yourself in the gym. But if you are not recovering, that is what is going to stop you from actively adapting to the stimulus that you're giving it. And that's why, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning that when people talk about overtraining, realistically, it more often than not, it's down to the fact that you are under-recovering or you are recovering in a yeah. way that is not... Actually, entirely beneficial yeah. for what for what your specific goal is. Okay, that's I mean, not to say that overtraining is not a thing, but more often than not, it's under recovering, which includes yeah. nutrition. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. Like overtraining is it, it it is a massive issue. I think especially when you get like the new year, new me crowd, because we define over um, overtraining in a number of ways, but it also comes under the category of you've just run yourself into the ground by going way too hard, way too fast straight out of the gate, mm-hmm. rather than saying, right, I'm not going to eliminate a macronutrient, <laughs> or I'm you know, not going to kill myself seven days in the week um, at the gym because, you know, new year, new me. Mm-hmm. And they find themselves in a situation where they just end up breaking down and giving up because there's no way you can recover from both smashing yourself and eliminating an entire macronutrient out of your body. Yeah. Because ultimately they're not the devil in the same way that there is no such thing really as a bad food. People have have isolated carbohydrate and almost um, made it sort of like a... a the amount of carbohydrate they have in their diet has now become a proxy for how good of a person they are. Yeah. So well, no, the no, no. less you have, the better you are. Thanks, Paleo. Well, I think we
2: spoke about that before where I, where I mentioned that um, the problem now is that calories and protein, it, in the grand scheme of things, I know it's hard to apply, it's too simple. It's such a yeah. simple, simple idea. So I remember like me coming out of the gates as a personal trainer thinking, Oh no, I've got like, I know the esoteric here. I found it. I found something that no one else knows and it's slightly more complex that I can deliver to people. And I fell for that low carb mantra. And now you look back on it and you think, no, it actually is really simple. It's just hard to apply. Yeah. So that's why people struggle to lose weight because you said it before life's never been easier and food's never been tastier. Yeah. It's, so it's, we just overconsume because it's so easy to do yeah, now. If
1: you don't move them; we we'll overconsume.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so like I mean, when people talk about low carb, people were looking, and of course, if you take out—I think we spoke about this before as well—if you take carbohydrates completely out of your diet, you chances are you will increase protein, and chances are you will drop calories massively. Which is amazing. So you'll lose weight. Loss, so yeah. you'll lose weight, and that's but that's still doesn't take away from it's that combination of people are trying to separate hormones and yeah. calories it, and trying to figure out which one is more important when realistically it's so intertwined and they play off each other so much that you can't so removing a macronutrient yes mm-hmm. will affect your energy balance at the end of the day that's really yeah, all yeah. it is mm. but,
1: but, but low carb almost always find a way to get that energy in anyway so you start off and you're not very good at it so you're, you're like okay what do I eat I eat fucking steak and broccoli great okay you're gonna lose fat on that, but eventually you realise cheese is carb free, and then you, you know fuck, all hell breaks loose then. Yeah, so you bullet- don't lose your fat loss will stop because now you've just your meeting your energy needs, but but low carb.
0: What the I fuck had, are we talking about? Like, bullet, had, like bulletproof coffee.
2: Yeah. Oh but my even, god! Like, but even, if
0: you can't sell me a six hundred calorie coffee, yeah.
2: Like <laughs> so, but some, like I'm not, I'm not going to name names. But you remember what the course we were on? Yeah. And like like hyper intelligent people who I really respect their opinion for the most part. Promoting a bulletproof yeah. coffee, a That'll 600 calorie coffee. They're great, yeah, for fat that's excellent. Oh, because you build more fat when you drink bulletproof coffee. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah.
1: Because you're eating 600 calories of fat, of yeah. course, your body will use what it's yeah. got. That's yeah, true people it like. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You will burn more fat if you eat a coffee. But yeah. you will use the fat that you are eating. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's also where we have this sort of major issue with confirmation bias, especially in the way that, like you said, you've got very, very intelligent people who are looking at something as gospel truth when it may be gospel truth in the context of a series of studies. So, for example, what you were saying, like, they'll say, right, fat in your diet helps you burn more fat when there's less carbohydrate. Because, like you said, the body is going to always gravitate to the fuel source that is most efficiently available. Yeah. So most readily available. And ultimately, like, that's, that's largely why um, the ISSN says, you know, as you mentioned, protein, calories. Those are your two priorities. Yeah. Everything else kind of just falls by the wayside in relation to what your palate preference yeah. is. Which is why, like, at the end of the day, if you're trying to lose fat, you know, without being that guy, calories are king. Because if you, look, if you look after all your other bases in terms of micronutrition... And you're yeah. not eating like an asshole or eating like a five-year-old with an adult's bank account. More or less, you are going to be fine. And I, I know that people have done the whole, like, I've lost I've lost X amount of weight on the Twinkie diet or the Subway diet or whatever. Can, and yes, you can lose fat on it junk food, but you're not equating I, fat loss with
1: health. I remember talking to you about it before that. If, if you kind of go into Google and you get suggested searches, I got fat on Low carb is one of the first suggestions there. Oh I know. Whereas if you got if you look for I Got Fat on um if it fits your macros, there's there's nothing because if you got fat it didn't fit your macros. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very true. It, it didn't fit your macros. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well yep. I told you about that, like I mean Jason Fong was one of those guys who really promoted he still tries to promote the insulin hypothesis. And he'll Hi, go, Jason.
0: Hi, Jason.
2: I hope you're, listening to our pod- <laughs> I hope
0: you're not listening to a podcast. No, but in fairness, he,
2: he, he released a lot of He's studies. He did some good stuff. And he did, because he, re- he released a couple of studies where, and I know where he took, where he injected, I want to say, I'm presuming it was mice, I hope, I hope it wasn't humans. He was injecting isocalorically based mice, with ins, one with insulin, and one without. Yeah. And the Phil one. Richards loves his study. Yeah, he, he
0: f- <laughs> <laughs> I like how that turned, I, was, I started <laughs> with, oh yeah, he fucking loves that and it just turned into, he just, fuck off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like, but you give these, like, two of the same rats the same thing and inject them with insulin and I know that doesn't, I know that doesn't correlate at all yeah. with the actual insulin response in the body and I know it doesn't, yeah. but it's just interesting the fact that one will get fatter, yeah. that's being injected with insulin. Now, and the mechanisms for it are quite bizarre. Because when you brought that up, this was my argument against it, well, like you say,
1: the mechanisms, it's never going to happen in a, in a life-like situation. No, never. So, so the thing is, insulin doesn't happen in the body unless it's fed, unless you give it carbohydrates. In response It isn't going to happen, which means there's calories there, which means the body does not need to break down fat. So insulin will stop lipolysis. It will stop your body breaking down fat for energy mm-hmm. because there's calories present. Mm-hmm. Insulin uh, Injecting insulin, even without calories, will tell the body that there's calories present, which mm-hmm. means it won't break down fat for energy. Okay, great. But then that's never actually going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. In a re- unless you're diabetic and you ah, have to inject it. Now,
0: this is something I have... Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a physiotherapist, and he's had people who are coming into the hospital that he works at, which I'm obviously not going to mention, um, where they've basically got this like long-running... Um, well, I, I say joke, there's nothing funny about it, but they've got this long-running thing that they that they talk about where there's this sort of magical third eating disorder where they've got diabetics that aren't injecting their insulin because it's stopping them from losing fat. Yeah. Like, how that? Uh, that's, that? Th-
1: that's the thing that uh, Lyle McDonald talks about. You go, like, um, type... Or whatever. whatever. Type Di- 2. Diabetics can just, yeah, not inject insulin, and it effectively kickstarts ketosis. And as long as they've got their calories right, they'll just, yeah, fat will drip off them.
2: Hmm
0: we are not advising that that's in no any way world. but it's just mad how far people will go in order to lose fat and i know that that's a very um very very extreme example but you know at the same time waking up every single day and putting a stick of butter into your coffee with some you know some half and half putting it in a blender and then this will make
1: it. me lose fat yeah exactly <laughs>
0: like people will just fall into like the most extreme sections of the bell curve in order to try and achieve their goals and ultimately you know the science is there the ISSN has said it is has said it, and we can only say it so many times that ultimately when you were trying to lose fat and I think it's we, I think it's about time we actually sort of like really dove into how we would effectively use calories within within a calorie deficit in order calories. to help promote. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, use carbohydrates yeah, yeah. in a calorie yeah, deficit in order to promote fat loss. But it's so worth saying that we can only say this so many times. It is as simple as get your protein in order, get your calories in order, continue to train effectively. Mm-hmm and keep yeah. your micro nutrition oh we're point. so
2: pointless trainers are just actually pointless if people find out that it's that easy we're, we're done well we're <laughs> we can say the same they still don't do it yeah exactly <laughs> know, but, that's yeah. It. But, but
0: that's it is the fact that like and this is why like, I go on about this the whole time but it's really a case of it, before the, like, the internet revolution right like trainers used to be the gatekeepers like we had the knowledge mm. now the fucking knowledge is out there for everyone yeah. to find like there is nothing that you that we know that you can't find on the internet you don't mm-hmm. even need to come in to us uh, yeah, in two minutes yeah but it's the application of it in your lifestyle I have point this out, but we live in a time when bodybuilding.com
1: cites scientific studies it's got its shit together you've got no excuse at this point no bodybuilding.com no. at this point is pretty much on the ball you've got you've got no excuses
0: but I re- but the thing is that's happened so recently like I remember yeah, 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 I remember the two years. yeah like I remember like going to SOS with you and we used to joke about bodybuilding.com yeah. now it's just a glorified supplement shop yeah. and now but they've like they're, in they're, terms they of they've got Amargo right from them they've
1: got like, uh, Lay Norton right from oh, them they, 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 they've been-
0: yeah they've evolved so much and like even like culturally like they're um you know like Steve Cook won their um like their their spokesmodel um search that was like what kick-started his career with like optimum nutrition bodybuilding.com whatever and like every single one of their spokesmodels has been like these super jacked super ripped physique models um Meg Squats won who is like don't get me wrong like she's super hot but she is not an. Yeah, she's an objectify. No, but she's super hot, and that and she don't be that guy. She's super hot, which is you know fantastic and really like on brand for them. Because let's be honest, like they're only gonna really choose attractive people. Yeah. But she's not a physique. They didn't athlete. call me. <laughs> they never will. They <laughs> never call. I'd um, call you, Greg. I know you would. But only like late at night, and then he'd leave straight away. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't stay. He wouldn't cut. sure <laughs> no one me. <laughs> yeah. And then deny to everyone you Yeah, that's it. the thing. Like, he'd always call to come over to yours because at the end of the day it's always, you know, easier, easier to, to leave, leave than yeah. it is to kick them out. Yeah. God, we're horrible people. <laughs> but yeah, we're horrible to each other. How are <laughs> we friends? But yeah, not only to each other. Did you, did you ever see that um, Reginald D. Hunter sketch on um, how Americans don't understand British people? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've where he's like, American people just don't understand British people because we're mean to each other the whole time and Americans just don't get it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my mate Colin bit of a twat. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Americans are just like, but he's your friend. Why are you saying such mean things yeah. about him? It? We're
1: too polite to say mean things about people we don't like.
0: Oh,
2: no,
1: I know. Yeah, we mean, only say mean things to people
2: you do like. Yeah, like I sat around a table last night. It was game day yesterday. Or it was yesterday, wasn't it? It was game day. It was game day. <laughs> getting day a bit loose. It was rugby. So I went out drinking with three of my mates and we sat around a table for eight hours. Just trying to pick the other person's biggest insecurity <laughs> and play on it for like two hours. So you judge the response of their face, you'd be like, you are fat and ugly. And he'd look at you, and say, like, nah, it didn't bother him. I'll think of something in a minute, I'll come back to you.
0: <laughs> and, but the thing is, like, I can just imagine, like, it just escalates to a point where it's just like, your dad will never be proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrible. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think like people struggle with the British so much. They don't understand that we take the piss out of people that we like. Yeah, like, yeah It's yeah. when we yeah, don't yeah, when take the piss sure out of it. you yeah. that then you've got a problem because yeah. we either don't know you or we really can't be bothered to find out who you are.
1: If I've got something to insult you with, then it just means that I've taken the time to think
0: about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually oh, a good way of putting it. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> How does your girlfriend cope with you? Hard, <laughs> difficult. Yeah. How yeah. <laughs> oh, hard. <laughs> and we are 30 minutes in and first dick joke well done uh, that's Greg that's bad yeah I know we're doing quite well mm. we are doing quite well ok so how gentlemen as personal trainers, coaches, nutrition experts how do we actually structure carbohydrates into a diet that promotes fat loss we all have some different approaches so I think we'll round table it, go round
1: mm. well I'd say to be fair as the ISSN points out it, from a fat loss perspective, as, as long IS as you're in a calorie deficit,
0: I think he might work for the IS. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be great. I'm in You would not be here. Calmly. No, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> could, could you imagine if you like had like Alan Aragon on speed dial? Oh my god! Like, imagine if you were in. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, like, you know, uh, Brecker- <laughs> when <wait>, I'm Quit with my most. Oh my god! <laughs> i <laughs> just such a creep but like, Imagine if you were in Brett Contreras' New Year's Eve photo It's, you know, mm-hmm. Brett Contreras, Schoenfeld, Aragon, Henselman, and Owen Yeah Imagine One day
2: yeah. One day anyway. Once you
0: start listening to our podcasts people I just said Oh, if you let me finish a sentence <sighs> Nah Okay,
1: okay anyway. go Anyway, okay So, as you end my job Carbohydrates and fats in energy balance, or it is almost irrelevant. So the the two things which I would say you have to consider are training performance. So eat enough carbohydrates to support your training, which will probably for most people be somewhere in the region of two hundred grams, one hundred fifty to two hundred grams in a mild calorie deficit. Um. Or what enough. Was, what was that the number generally
2: from like um, cons- from twelve to fifteen rep ranges generally per set. About three to four calories, three to four carbohydrates. You'll use. Three to four grams of calories. Um, <laughs> three, three to four, four carbohydrates. Cal- <laughs> three, three to four, four grams, grams of carbohydrates, of carbohydrates. per I'm rep. Still a little bit hungover, yeah. No, it's not per rep. It's per set. Per set. Yeah. In, okay. So it's, the, it's fairly negligible. What? Fairly negligible. Fairly negligible. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So like I mean, like I said, <clears throat> even if so, so you- if you wanted to really get that precise about it I'm sure it was about that yeah. I, I'll have confirm that again even in, in a normal workout assuming that you're hitting
1: somewhere in the region of like 12 to 15 sets you're still looking at you know what's that, 40, 48 to 60 grams of carbohydrates that's, that's almost nothing mm-hmm. but you've also got the rest of your day to consider where yeah, you've got that energy you've got that uh, energy balance to make up so as much as you need to fuel your performance, at, uh, performance in the gym and feel good because ultimately getting better in the gym and, and fueling progressive overload is going to get you better results mm-hmm. um, and enough that you can sustainably manage for the duration of your calorie deficit.
0: Yeah, and I think that's such an important thing to state is the fact that you're not just fueling recovery, you're fueling adaptation. And mm-hmm. carbohydrates are a huge part of that because ultimately the nervous system in the brain uh, whether that central nervous system or peripheral nervous system is fundamentally always... Greg's pulling down his trousers. Marvellous. Um, nice butt, dude. But the, the nervous system and the brain fundamentally run mm-hmm. pretty much exclusively you feel on, glu- on, on
1: glucose. Carbohydrates do make you feel better. They wouldn't... Be, like, they, they, they...
0: Want to find out why? Listen to back to episode one. Yeah. No, no,
1: no we went through, yeah. We went through them. Carbohydrates are one of the only things which we can use to specifically trigger a hormonal response so they can increase insulin which can decrease um cortisol which can increase testosterone and they also affect serotonin and dopamine so
0: i mean they are because of the increased, increased breakdown of tryptophan which is what then leads to the upregulation of serotonin and dopamine. it won't
2: necessarily be like it won't necessarily be uh, always be the upregulation of tryptophan it'll tend to be with that massive spike in insulin the one that insulin tends not to shuttle to the cell very well, as far as amino acids go, is tryptophan. So it tends to be the one still floating in the bloodstream post-insulin response. I hope that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I read that somewhere. The thing is that so sh- that tends to be why, like you said, the upregulation of serotonin, so why you feel better, and then obviously then the upregulation from serotonin to melatonin will help you sleep better.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you- so there you've got like carbohydrates so alone I nice. just got the benefit on insulin. Cortisol, testosterone and estrogen, really. Mm-hmm. Um, serotonin and melatonin. you We've got better sleep. You feel happier. You're
0: more jacked, less stressed. And more jacked... Harder bonus. Hard, always harder bonus. Because we keep coming back to this, people. You need to be waking up happy, hungry, <laughs> and horny. It's my three H's. You need to be hitting those. And, you know, I think, it, I think it's so... I think it's so sad that we live in a society now where we've started equating nutrition to morality. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, that yeah. whole thing of, oh, I eat so much better than you because I'm just so hardcore zone paleo. Mm. It's like, God damn it, guys. What are we, vegans? Yeah. Oh, I know some of you were triggered by that. But we are actually going to do an episode on why veganism can actually be done incredibly well.
1: And it can be done well.
0: Yeah, it can be done incredible well with an incredible amount of admin. But yeah, I'm going to say can be done.
1: vegan and healthy are not synonymous.
0: You damn right. Who was it that actually said the, the vegan that basically went on a massive tirade on Twitter about how What the Health was the worst thing that happened for vegan? Oh, it wasn't
1: ever. on Twitter. It was, it was on vegan.com. They did a review of What the Health and it was an excellent review. Did you watch
0: it? I've never watched much of I, watched, I
1: watched. I watched it. eight minutes of it. I had a feeling it would make me mad. It not- took me 25 <laughs> minutes to watch eight minutes of it All because right. every. Sentence. I paused the film and went on a five-minute rant to my girlfriend.
0: Did they say eggs were like cigarettes?
2: I know. I didn't get that far. Oh, uh, it I was when
0: said... they started talking about how having milk for ch- school children was a form of institutionalized racism. Mm. That was when I did, was <laughs> I, like, I, I love, nope.
1: I, I, I love the beginning. The beginning of it when they phone. They phone up the um, diabetics association and they're like, why doesn't your website list red meat as a risk factor of diabetes? And everyone's like. Uh, uh. Um, uh, uh, come on, Why doesn't Why doesn't your website Your website does not list red meat as a risk factor. Stop and they go, shouting at the why, girl! I,
2: yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and, and, and then he, he has up the phone. And he's like, Why wouldn't she answer my question? Like, that was the receptionist. <laughs> she has no idea.
0: She had no idea. <laughs>
2: She just does the dude's calendar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that's not just bad journalism. Like that's just bad people that's skills. Like you don't people. you don't bully the secretary. <laughs> but like, again, what's wrong with you?
1: We argue with this to the day. Good documentary filmmaking. They had an agenda and they pushed it. They pushed it well to people who didn't
2: think about it deeper. I genuinely my wife wanted to watch it with me and I just I just couldn't suck it up and watch it. I just knew it would annoy me. Yeah, I and for minutes. I knew my wife would ask me questions like, "Well, you say this and that says that." It's like I'm not arguing with what the hell. I'm not arguing with it no enough yeah. people did that well enough
1: And send anyone go on vegan just search vegan.com what the health review if you think of anything about that film it is really good because they come down to it and say there's no evidence that uh zero meat d-. oh we should save this for them yeah the we're going to save this
0: that. but, but, but short it. story long stay tuned for another episode where we're going to basically talk about vegetarianism veganism how it can be done properly what the science actually says and how if you quote what the health, as a scientific resource, you are essentially a flat earther. The, the, episode,
1: the episode that we did on yeah. like your like pet peeves in the industry, I, st- I felt like I was really quiet. That's mine. Yeah, that, I'll go off on that. There's a few documentaries. We'll for so- veganism. I'll go off on veganism. There's, yeah. there's
2: a few food documentaries that you watch and you just think, oh, you bastards yeah you have just set us back another two years
0: yeah. <laughs> you know you have as well <laughs> and that's the thing it's like that, It's that injection of <laughs> poorly sorry i don't mean to, i don't mean no to go pressure. for
2: it remember the one does anybody remember the one where they made about the juice diet the guy who just went on a juice diet for oh the thing about like fed- um
0: the, oh god it's the the detox juicing one they went on like how fruitarians have like got it right no, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you, you talk to any oncologist or any doctor, they will tell you that a fruitarian diet is the worst thing you can do if you have the presence of a tumour in your body that is continuing to grow. Depends no. on the type of cancer, right? I mean, we can't say oh. You can't say
1: on cancer in general. It's going to depend on the type. And
2: you're getting into the Warburg effect, though, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So the idea that cancer or tumour cells will cycle directly off glucose. That's going off the point, I know. But generally, when you talk about the Warburg effect, that's what it's taught. Uh, yeah, so, but, yeah, but... but, but
0: but again, I, can't I love remember. how we started off being like, yeah, let's talk about carbs and fat loss. And now we're like, cancer, cancer, cancer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you've all again, got, you got it, you've all got it, got it got folks. I
0: can't remember who it was. It up, but
1: there's, um, I can't remember who it was. It up, but, uh, they, they say like, like as much as ketosis for, for cancer has some benefits, it depends on the type of
0: cancer. Because that, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I just literally found. I didn't mean to cut Kane off, but I found a bottle of Uzo just kicking about on my um, dining room table, and I have no clue You why it's di- there. You didn't put that there. No, this isn't anything to do with me.
1: Yeah, whatever. I
0: feel like we should, though. I feel like we podcast better drunk. I've said this Very so many times. I know, it came back to your original point.
1: I completely thought I was.
0: That's, That's what, what I, I do. I'm not oh,
1: some, some, some cancers love glucose, so ketosis would be better. Some cancers love ketones. So, before you do any. Nutrition
2: Before you want to. Talk wanna, to
0: your doctor. No, call Kane. <laughs> yeah, Kane. <I'll help> <laughs> 0800 Dr. Sexy Kane Liam Owen. That's his number. Mm. Liam Kane Owen. Remember? Mm. Uh, no, so I remember.
1: Was, I mean, no,
0: I know, but I just. Liam. No. So that's cool. I know, but like Dr. Kane.
2: Dr. Kane. Like, like, uh, so, like, like Dr. You,
0: Josh, though. Isn't no it? no but Dr. Doctor, Doctor Kane sounds great because it makes you sound like you fight crime by night I like don't, you or say, he could be a wrestler I
1: don't like doctors that go by their first name
2: like
0: no doc, I
1: don't like that Dr. either Dr.
2: Steve I, know, that's, no. I don't know make I, me respect you I'm not going to a guy called Dr. Steve if I no. cancer <laughs> <laughs> Just hi I'm Dr. Bob <laughs>
0: Anyway, no, where were we? Where were we? Welcome to your consultation, put your uh, pants in the corner of the room, next to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, I've got an ear infection, that's fantastic, take your clothes off. This is why I wasn't allowed in medical school. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so, back to our notes, let's go back to the actual main subject. Carbohydrates you... and Carb- what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Carbohyd- Carbohydrates and fat loss. Now, the thing worth re- worth mentioning... If you want to cycle back and listen to when we actually initially asked Ken in this question, he made a really, really good point about how we need to make sure that we are maintaining a baseline level of carbohydrate intake because ultimately, when you take carbs away from the body, the body has to start going through a hugely complicated process in order to make sure that it continues to work efficiently once you take carbohydrates out of the diet. So fundamentally, what you need to think about is that the nervous system and the brain run damn near exclusively on glucose. So we're in the situation where if we take carbs away, which are a readily available and easily digestible form of glucose in essence, once they're broken down to their base parts, Mm -hmm. we're putting the body in the situation where it's having to work twice as hard for twice as long in order to maintain Good immune function, production of, of and regulation of various different hormones within the body, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, thyroid regulation, which you know has you know massive yeah. implications to your. Leptin
1: responds better to carbohydrates than it does to fats.
0: Exactly, which so... means that
1: yeah, if if you're trying to if your metabolism is slowed down because it's responding to low energy intake from um, uh, being in calorie deficit, then if you're trying to retrigger that, then then you want to get the excess energy from carbohydrates because carbohydrates trigger uh, leptin better which feed back to the hypothalamus better which will release um, it like it thyroid said, hormones you, like, don't uh, it with...
0: general thyroid hormones <laughs> ah, thyroid. Yeah. Yeah. General um, thyroid. it is thyroxine which then
1: no thyroxine no sorry thyroxine, thyroxine. No, it's thyroid stimulating hormone
0: yeah thyroxine.
1: but then triadal, thyroid. then triiodothyronine. do we don't want to get into hormone no we don't want to get into the hormone dick swinging
0: competition about who can pronounce the biggest word <laughs> No, because you're Welsh. You're going to just say the really, the longest Welsh town in the no, world. I tri- no, I was going to say triadathony. That is a fairly complicated word. <clears throat> hmm. But yeah, so basically that's why when we start talking about putting people in calorie deficits, we put them in a situation where, yes, they're maintaining a reasonable calorie deficit with high energy output through exercise. But when we do give them refeed, I don't want to say cheat because you I was just thinking, it's a cheat day. Exactly, because there's nothing wrong about the food that you're eating. Generally speaking, all of us, I can pretty much say, will prescribe higher carbohydrates to make up that calorie boost. Mm -hmm. Because, as Kane said, there are so many hormonal benefits to actually inject uh, injecting those carbohydrate calories back injecting
1: them directly. (laughs) Inject
0: inject that sugar directly into your gut, but don't. no, don't, please don't, I, don't need, I do not need that level of law admin Remember
2: when Barney won the truck full of uh, Duff Beer And he yeah. was like, circuit to my veins <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's been a while since we had a good Simpsons reference yeah. The
1: Simpsons is great I don't know anyone me? who can re- like reference The Simpsons as well as you bro. I Thank love you. it
0: Thank you <laughs> My wife, where, where I like I used to reference The Simpsons or reference yeah. Futurama People just wouldn't get it. Uh, no, no, no People Other than me, yeah, you wouldn't get it. Them. We've said this so many times like in the gym that we work, the three of us get each other more than any single person in the gym gets either of us individually. Except for Steve, because Steve can understand Greg. Yeah, we, Steve <laughs> can understand Greg, but only Greg can understand Steve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can understand Steve. we need to get Steve on. Steve would be amazing. You've said that in every episode. So no, far. I know, but I love Steve.
2: <laughs> Steve is amazing, he's just incoherent. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> eh? and, okay, so
0: practical terms when we start talking about um, calorie deficits and presence of carbohydrate, a very good base template that I would use is to say Monday to Friday you eat within your calorie deficit. Saturday to Sunday you have a slight calorie boost in the, primarily in the form of carbohydrates mm-hmm. simply because leptin resensitization is not. A simple twenty-four hour process. It's not a case of. You I would argue just, as
1: well that that setup is good for people who are already leaner. If you if you're if you're obese, then you don't need to worry about that for now.
2: So you just need to stay in the calorie deficit. Yeah. For the most part, like I mean, generally when we talk about carbohydrate refeeds, you always have to think it's just. When we're trying to balance low-carbohydrate diets with women that are starting to get below 23%, 24%, when their bodies naturally start to fight back, you have to reestablish homeostasis, yes. if you want to call it that. Every So say, let's say, depending on how lean they are, you'll have to put in maybe two days a week, whether that be the nights they like to go out, so Friday and Saturday night. you'll yes, to, to reestablish homeostasis and allow them to... I'm trying. To, I'm trying to choose my right, the right words here. Come Monday, safely go back into that calorie deficit without having the negative effects of a calorie deficit. I would
0: also say, and
2: this,
1: uh, this, this, this yeah, is off, offset the detrimental effects of being in offset. A thank you. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah, well, offset the detrimental effects of being in a long-term, yes. relatively extreme calorie deficit. Because there's not like a case of. I've been in a calorie deficit for exactly one week. I deserve a cheat meal. Yeah, no. But what I will t- but the thing is even even from people starting straight off the bat, typically the weekends when you want to have some fun. So I will structure in some additional calories in the form of primarily carbohydrates to make sure that they're in a situation <laughs> where we're allowing them to um you know live their life a little bit because as I said right at the beginning, you know People tend to go straight into diets so hard and fast out the gate that they just wear themselves down.
2: No, it just reminds me, you're absolutely right. I remember thinking of a story where, because everyone talks, everyone seems to use the Cocoa Pops analogy where they say like, you know, if your client wants a bowl of Cocoa Pops every morning and they're not willing to change it, fine give it to them and then try and balance it throughout the day that's fine like i used to remember when people used to talk like and don't get me wrong and there is general there's general science behind it about the like if you're already extremely inflamed if you want to use that term again you hire people Huh? you hire people you, you gotta open up your hips
0: first thing First thing, we, uh, need to put the, we, need, we need to put this link to people. Need. People needs to come P-Ball to the show. On the show. Yeah, we'll here
2: I'm gonna fly him in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With that big podcasting money, we make for the sponsors we don't have. Sponsors, anything? <laughs> we'll it, sell, we'll sell
2: guns, drugs, whatever you want. <laughs> Listen,
0: no, 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 go straight for the big, go straight for the big guns. On it, I'm calling you out. We need some help. Who's on it? On it. Oh my god, they're amazing. Not like we're direct competition or anything. It's fine. We are not competition for Aubrey Marcus. <laughs> Shut up. Aubrey, I love you. Mainly because he's called Aubrey. You should actually listen to Aubrey Marcus' podcast. Like, the On it podcast is really, really good, but his own uh, business mastermind thing it, like, is exceptional. Is it? Yeah. Really, really good. That's song. why I hang out with yeah. you
2: for business stuff.
0: Oh, that's why you're going <laughs> wrong, buddy. Like, I know this podcast thing was my idea, but like, this could go south for all of us. This is either going to make or break our individual careers. Oh,
2: that's sad nah oh, can't, we can't it's... really break it much more. we're hilarious
1: still love
2: it yeah. we're, we're hilarious we're already at like rock bottom <laughs> in, terms
0: of, in terms of the fact that we've literally just started podcasting we're at rock bottom
2: i uh, know i have no idea what i was saying what was i saying <laughs> <laughs> uh you were talking about how coca pops like if- yeah so like i used to have the advent used to get like people used to say you know it doesn't matter if you have a bad meal the inflammatory response can last for a week so if you have a bad week it doesn't matter so if you have one bad meal, it ruins you. Yeah. And I'd, like, <laughs> no. I'd, and I'd have clients come in, they'd be like, I had a bottle of cocoa pops. I'm like, what's the fucking point? It's the whole week's over.
1: We climbed for you supposed to be like, Oh, that's devastated. Uh, but what I know about, what like, about your
0: cell location? Well, yeah, yeah. We'll cell location in response to elevated cortisol. Like, because the fact, fact they're like, so inflamed from the carbohydrates you ate, you monster. For yeah. fact that you really need to think about your cells. <laughs> your cells are important. And that's the thing, it's just don't get me wrong, Like I love some of the stuff that comes out in our industry, but most of it is just so yeah. convoluted and so over-fucking-complicated that fundamentally it just comes down to what can you apply in yeah. the real world. Think not in a laboratory-controlled environment, not in a triple-blind, placebo-tested study. What actively happens with Mrs. Jones from down the road? Yeah. Like, Jesus. I think we need some
1: people to say some crazy things to figure out the things that actually work. Oh, no, there's no better for that but equally don't just run with what the critic is saying opening your yeah. hips up is not going to do shit for inflammation
0: yeah I know it's just but but that's the thing Like, I have a large enough oh, Instagram following and you can people <laughs> 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 is the same but no I just think that we've got in a situation where you can and I think the evidence based community is like, like striking back against this so hard because we we are a lot more active on Instagram because so and Facebook because social media has provided this incredible platform where Everyone's on it, and if you st- and if you gravitate enough people towards what y- the truth is or what the information you're trying to put out is, it will start swinging the pendulum back the other way, as yeah. opposed to maintaining the status quo for that particular subgroup of the fitness industry. Yeah. Everything's in, everything's in the
1: middle. Like you can go to the extremes of any end of anything, but everything ultimately is going to be
2: moderation of everything. That's what I learned quite well. So I didn't actually, I learned it way too late. But generally, when you think in terms of any extremes you hear about, just go somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You'll probably get it right. If anybody says, mm. don't do this at all, ever, it's probably wrong. Mm. If anybody says,
1: always do this all the time, it's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, do some of it sometimes. Ironically, mm. oh, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> i will never make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing, if you want to be moral and like actually tell people what does work you probably won't make that much money Phil, Lerner, uh, Phil well,
2: in the long term yeah Phil Ernie would yeah. that really good point It's like you know you've got either like a, not necessarily a good PT but you know you've, you know you've got a, a PT that's not willing to lie to you when he says it depends yeah. so like you know oh how long will it take me to lose weight people will be like oh I can make you lose it in three weeks whereas like generally will be like it depends Yeah, it depends on so many different factors I have no idea yeah. I will make no promises but that doesn't sell yeah. yeah, I can make no promises to you. Does definitely not sell. So. Yeah, no, it does not.
1: I think that's like a lot of the time. Why I'm so poor is because I will not say, I will make you lose weight. I mm. will say. I can help you do something which might help you lose <laughs> like, money. There's so many conditions in
2: there. There's it, nobody will buy it. Yeah, but, that's, yeah. but, but like the, if that was a TV, yeah. would you buy it? Like, yeah. uh, I can have give you a screen that might work. turn on and then might connect up to the internet yeah. so that you can watch stuff on it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but,
0: and it's loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like this gravitation towards like especially the the low carb like cult side of things which you know has has loads of different issues with it in terms of you know oh buy my keto product buy my raspberry ketones buy my specific ghee butter that was hand churned by a tibetan monk can I can, like, can i tell you something
2: <laughs> i once bought raspberry
0: ketones oh no <laughs> no who are you I'm i hate so, you
2: i'm so sorry
0: no,
2: they uh, uh, brilliant, no, brilliant, no, brilliant, no, brilliant, no, brilliant, no, brilliant. don't get into it, <laughs> it, it, don't get into it, don't
0: get into it, save it for, for another episode, like, control yourself, but no, but, like, we're in a situation where, like, yes, you're in, the industry is just full of charlatans that will promise you the earth, and ultimately, we seem to be the only business in which over-promising and under-delivering is the norm. It yeah. pays, As it upon, pays, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, like, it can, how can, how can our industry work like that when every other industry is based on, under sell for the most part deliver. for the most part yeah, no, yeah. yeah a lot of yeah,
1: yeah it is like, that like someone will come in and you say i will make you lose 50 pounds in three weeks and they will buy from you mm. like like, but if you tell someone oh i can't promise you anything but i can help you establish a lifestyle which will be healthier and make you lose fat in the long run and you'll be in a the... position. people don't buy that
0: it's not people sexy it's now. not sexy enough
1: yeah, but the thing but is like, okay. Okay. If, if you're sexy, honest so then
0: people want yeah but the money. thing is i so
1: well, this is nothing to do with carbohydrates, guys. Come on.
0: No, no, it is no. But the thing is, so the reason why people gravitate away from carbohydrates, I think, in the most part, because this is what I did when I think, we, and as trainers and also trainees, uh, as you know, lifters, whatever you want to call us, when we've all gone through that phase where we're like, right, I want quick gains, or mm. I want X Y Z, or I want the low carb. See what I did? I brought it back. I want everything that the low carb treasure chest is promising me. But fundamentally, like, it, you, you end up just getting to the point where, I start going, oh, Greg. You're gay. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, <laughs> we don't have to get that. No, it's bad. fine. No, it's <laughs> fine. But yeah, so we're in, we're in the point where, like, you know, I believed everything that was hit that I was promised by the low-carb treasure chest. And ultimately, what it came down to is, you know, I had to eventually make an active choice. Have <laughs> you nearly finished a bottle of whiskey? Yeah. Oh, amazing. you well, you have to make the active choice between whether you want to lose ten pounds in three weeks or you want to lose those ten pounds that are gonna never come back. Because well, you've for- got the information and the education in order to actually be able to deal with them and if you see your weight I think back up. I think
2: with the three of us though as well, like if I want quick fat loss, I've trialed so many different things that I know what works for me as well. Yeah. So I've been oh, go- yeah. I've been going through this cycle and not necessarily just to do it, but to see, just out of interest, if these things work. So I know what works for me. Yeah. Generally, when someone says to you, like, an ad that pops up on your Facebook and says, give me 50 quid and I'll make you lose 12 pounds in a month. Like, they've they they, don't, they Take be, they've never even seen you. Yeah, they don't who you So they have no idea who you um, are. This is
1: what I said and in the first episode, when someone says, this is what works, what they're saying is, this is what worked for me. For me. me.
2: Yeah. Like, Just because you're in good shape doesn't mean you have an opinion. No. It doesn't. It doesn't and mean. that annoys me. Like, because that's what sells now. Yeah. Like, anyone who has to take their top off to sell themselves is basically saying, look at me, yeah. I'm in shape, so I have an opinion. And that's the thing. is, like, I I, the way that I
1: I, feel that I've spent so long trying to figure out how to build muscle because I fucking struggle to do it. Like, I really struggle to actually grow that I know at this point what actually works for me hmm. to actually grow muscle. And and that's the thing is is... When you're in a position where you struggle to do something, you actually learn what works for you. What works for people who struggle to lose fat or to build one.
2: Well, that's it. Like I said, he's like saying <laughs> like he found out what works for him. Where there's generally speaking, then when someone comes to me, I will not necessarily give them what works for me. I will take a. I suppose, a practical approach from what I've learned and then a science-based approach from what I've learned also and try and combine it somewhere and look at the person. And try and yeah, yeah, that
1: yeah. Way. I so the term the like,
2: in sw- like, so swinging around again, like, so like with carbohydrates, some people I will turn around and say, okay, so what's your issue here? So w- what do you overeat? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, go low carb. It will help you go low carb. And, like, generally, like especially with, like, with someone who's a little bit bigger or, or more overweight, it will work. Yeah, it will work. Yeah, but, the, but
0: that's the thing. Like, especially if you're an overweight individual, like you're walking into the gym and, like, your tank is full. We need to make sure there is less in your tank. Yeah. Like, you have to use the, the fuel that is most readily available. If you put someone in an energy deficit, they're going to get that from fat. Like, you only need to fundamentally... It has to come from fat. Well, it has to, but you're only in the situation where you realistically need to start worrying about carbohydrate intake um, in relation to fat loss when you get to a stage where you're trying to get down into that subsection of, you know, 15 to 5% body fat. like
2: That's for men. A hell of a range. That's well, yeah, for, for, men. For, 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 men. for men, for men.
0: No, it is a hell of a range, but also then like that gives you a broad enough spectrum in terms of people that are like, you know, performance athletes. Yeah. Like if someone is 15% body fat and they're a power lifter, then I'm more likely to say, okay, now we need to start actually thinking about how much carbohydrates can be readily available within your body. Yeah. As opposed to saying like, okay, you're 25% body fat. Um, carbs not required yeah. <laughs> like, not required
1: no but but if you tell that person you're not allowed to eat carbohydrates will they fall off the wagon in like two days
0: exactly and that's where the that's where like the art of nutrition comes in because you need to know what's gonna work for that individual and even if you like, like you I,
1: get the odd person who comes in and they're overweight and you say don't eat carbs and they're like okay and they want them it's no, like but, they're fucking amazing No, but like
0: Laura remember the, um my client that came in like so this this, this woman lost An incredible amount of weight. Like, she did so incredibly well. And the extent of my nutritional advice to her was, here's a thing of Tupperware. Eat one of these filled with vegetables with every meal and eat that before you go on to anything else. Here is a two litre bottle of water. Get through one of these a day minimum. And this is a woman who only ever drank coffee. Mm. Or tea. She lost 79 kilos. Yeah. Gross. And... It, it was just unreal. Laura was a nice lady. I yeah, she was lovely. She was but nice. the thing is, like, she was the kind of person, like, if you said to her, right, chew, na-, like, chew nails, spit bullets, she would have looked you dead in the eye and go, what size nail, what calibre bullet? <laughs> and, and that's what it came down to. Like, going extremes works if you were an extreme individual with mm. that kind of personality. Like it an depends ta- on the
1: person,
2: that's
0: it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I like, am those not that a- person. Like,
2: yeah, like, I, I, neither I, am I. Mm, I can't.
0: I think I am. Oh, you massively are Like, I could not do the um, granola and skier. I skier. could do that every day. That's amazing. What so do you want? No, I couldn't do that every single day. I couldn't oh, do it. No, okay. I couldn't do it. So, like, but, like, I think that's the thing. Is, like, I'm,
1: like, I, as I was saying, I'm naturally inclined the other way where, if you, like, fat loss is fucking easy. Like, oh. don't listen to me about fat loss. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No, like. <laughs>
2: on a personal, on a personal, opinion. On a personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you.
1: Like, I just, if I want to lose fat, I just stop eating so much. And literally, that's it. But if I need to build muscle, that's a fucking ordeal for me. Yeah,
0: and the thing is, especially, and, and like, con, like conversely for me, like, fat loss is something that I find incredibly difficult because I spent so many years of my life being fat. Like, I've spent more than, I spent more than half of my lifetime being 30 plus, uh, 30% plus body fat. Like, that's, that's mega. The fact that what I'm are you now down for a sexy fourteen point five. Ooh, look at me in all my gains, sexy fourteen point five. Big guy calves. I do. Now that is the one thing no one tells you that when you actually go down the process of right, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm gonna try and get to the leanest and sexiest that I can be as a former fat boy. You get some mega looking calves. Mm. My God.
1: Now I'd argue that as someone who skateboarded for years, oh, no, my cards the- aren't too bad. That
2: yeah, you, not you. Cool. For someone of my <laughs> yeah, my, it's... skateboarding's not cool. Skateboarding
0: is you? Shut up,
2: Shit. <laughs> no. skateboarding,
0: skateboarding is, is cool.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't even know no, where you where no, you have no, no, the no, no, foundation talk- to make
1: that claim. No, no, <laughs> we talked.
0: We talked about this though. Like, so skateboarding is exactly the same thing as cigarettes. Bear with me on this. If you are uncool and you skateboard, you will just be an uncool skateboarder. If you are cool and you skateboard, you will be an even more cool, sk- cool kid. Right, As just, opposed to, do you know,
2: you know what you look at? It, like, I'm no, going to show when, you the thrash When, when I look at when, <laughs> when I look at a skateboarder and go by me, I'm like, I, I hope there's a bunch of chavs around the corner to beat you up. I know that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'd never do it. Like I'm a gentle soul. But <laughs>
0: You're a gentle say, soul. You know, you like a, how long did you, you like,
2: bounce on the streets do you know, of Dublin? You
0: see, like a forty-year-old
2: dude, like skateboarding. Like, oh my god. Oh man. No, When no. I was no.
0: in
1: Wellington, in New Zealand, right, there's like there's like a fucking bowl in the middle of the of the city, and there was this like I swear, like forty-year-old guy skateboarding. He was the coolest guy I'd ever seen in my life. It so
2: was, shows how cool you were.
1: No, so right. I used to, I used to babysit. No, no. Honestly, this is the
0: coolest thing. I used to babysit for this family when I was younger, right, and. The dad, Micah, he was an IT, he's an IT consultant, but like he would get his like really nice bespoke business suit on, brogues straight in the bag, satchel over his shoulder, whack on his DCs, drive to the station, tube into London, and then just take his longboard and just longboard all the way to work. Longboarding is less cool. It, no, longboarding is pretty cool. It's it's kind of cool. It's not as cool as skateboarding. Greg, Greg, you have no opinion.
1: I'm not allowing you an opinion. On this I time. mean,
2: I was. That dude's also a loser.
1: So I've demonstrated I'm, so that so you're not allowed
0: an opinion. <laughs> so I was actively told, like, you're, yeah, you're too fat for skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> told by who? <laughs> like, hot, hot, girls. <laughs> hot girls. Damn hot girls. Well, I mean, to say it would be, the, I, I would like to say it was the hot girls, only because then that would imply the hot girls ever spoke to me. But like, I think it was, yeah, it was my best mate at the time. It was just like, man, this is not for you. Like you. Uh, who impact pro. makes me feel any better. I was never good at it. No, but it doesn't matter because it's as long as you can cruise and like you can rock a ball, then you're fine.
1: Yeah. Otherwise,
0: like you don't need to be doing any mega tricks. You just need to be able to like cruise along, rock a ball, done, and just generally like be one of like the cool skate crew. Not like, this the is why Chavs hands. beat both
2: you guys up. I guarantee Chavs I've beat I've never pro been beaten no. up. That's true. You're too nice. Better Chavs beat you up.
0: <laughs> Chavs and posh kids—they all beat me up. <laughs>
2: Anyway, let's get back to Dry carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> that hydrates. No,
0: but this has been the best tangent that was, ever.
1: That was 20 minutes of the show, guys. Yeah, you're going to
0: have to cut some of that. Though. No, that was great. The whole thing was great. Mm. Okay, so now let's go on the other end of the spectrum. So we talked about fat loss and how fundamentally carbohydrates are baseline dependent on palate and need. Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially nutrigenetic background. Don't be that person that tells, you know, someone from you know, a cultural background that eats a lot of carbohydrate, not have carbohydrate. Don't be that guy. Work from the boundaries of what they actually like to eat. But what happens when you are dealing with muscle gain? Muscle gain. And this is Kane's area of expertise because you have been on somewhat of a jacked and tan t- tear. Recently. You have been on some... I I turned that bit I know turned out my fudge. And this, is where, and, and this is where Kane comes in because you have been on somewhat of a jacked and tan tear recently. Yeah. Well, that was the best tongue twister I've ever come up with. Um, and yeah, pretty much on your quest to win the hypertrophy. Yeah. She's keeping carbohydrates massive. <laughs> they were like massive, yeah. massive, like I have never eaten up to your level of carbohydrates. Yeah.
1: But I mean, not, not at like elite level bodybuilder massive,
0: but still like, yeah. Shelby Starns, 1000 grams of carbohydrate yeah. refeed, my god. Yeah. Did you ever see the um, Dave Tate recipe on the Cutler cookie? No, what's that? An entire batch of these Cutler cookies equals a thousand grams of carbohydrate. Excellent.
1: Do you eat the whole batch in one?
0: Oh yes, not oh. in no, not in one sitting. It's spread throughout the day. Oh, in one day, that's
1: great. Yeah, that's moderation.
0: Yeah, no, I know, but this is like once you put a packet of brown sugar in, you then add like you know an entire bottle of molasses. Yeah, great. and it oh, it's just sickening. <laughs> like reading it, it's molasses. Molasses is Molasses sugar. Yeah, so uh, it's basically it's like effectively just sugar. Yeah, okay. so like imagine you boil down dates until they're just syrup. Ah, oh, nice. Mm. Short story long, but yeah, so you've been on a hypertrophy tear at the moment, so let's talk about why carbohydrates are very beneficial so, when you're trying to build muscle. Before you, I guess I'd recommend
1: everyone watch a, the Revive Stronger podcast. i listen to how the Revive. Does,
0: Stronger, I was about to say, how does one watch a yeah, podcast? So yeah,
1: listen to the Revive Stronger podcast with Broderick Chavez, where he argues for low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. Dieting and I absolutely fall into that line of thinking as well where okay so if you are trying to build muscle then you want to have the macronutrient which is most anabolic and the macronutrient which is most anabolic is carbohydrate because it is insulogenic because it spikes insulin causes the the cells all cells to uptake nutrients including muscle cells they're going to um, Produce, uh, they're going to get uh, uh, intake glucose and produce muscle, so muscle tissue better is, um, than than fat would, especially in the presence of protein. Uh, protein intake. Is this
0: where you got the? Um like, there's an upper limit to how much protein you need. There's an upper limit to no, how much... No, no,
1: no, that's too Phillips.
0: Yeah, because I think that's a really good one as well, is how you talk about, like, ultimately, once you've hit your base requirement for protein, more is not not better.
1: Yeah, more is not necessarily better, because, yeah, so protein intake, um, after a certain point, more is not better. It's not inherently anabolic. It provides you with materials. You've got to think of... Um, producing muscle is a... It's a construction job. Endothermic reaction. Uh, endothermic meaning it requires energy you have to put energy into it uh, you have materials to, to produce new muscle tissue to, or to produce new tissue you need material and you need energy the material is going to be amino acids which you can get from protein and more protein is not going to provide you with the efficient energy to make new muscle tissue but more carbohydrate will so uh, or more fats but then fat is not as effective as carbohydrate so my argument is On this front, that carbohydrates produce muscle better than a higher fat diet will. A high, high carbohydrate diet will produce more fat and more muscle than.
2: Kane is speaking of this in a calorie surplus. So this is trying actively to build muscle. Oh yeah. yeah. So when he talks about a really high-carbohydrate diet, this is in an active surplus in a bulking. Wait, uh, yeah, sorry.
1: Massing. Massing, yeah, is, massing. The massing we use now. is the new fix. Massing is the new word. Yeah, is Barking.
0: done. Barking Guys, just... we, need to, we need to like rain back on the air quotes at least 25%. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just too much. But yeah, so when also was something. I I, I waffled like, fuck that. Yeah, course... you did. But short story long, <laughs> carbohydrates, generally speaking, so long as you're working within the bounds of your calorie surplus, which for muscle building, there should be an actual upper limit to that, isn't there, when you're trying to minimize fat gain? To so the surplus? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you, 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 you mentioned there was a very specific. Need like a very specific requirement?
1: Oh, pretty much. It's a situation where if you're producing um, muscle, more calories on beyond the upper limit are no better. So you you can say you can produce fuck. How can I phrase this?
0: Probably not by saying fuck, but that's probably not by saying fuck. Explicit content.
1: Basically after a certain point, more muscle, uh, more calories will not produce more muscle. There, there was a study where they took, uh, two groups and they fed one X amount of calories and one Y amount of calories, which was higher. Uh, and they, they found out that they didn't produce now the, the one that had the higher calorie content did not gain more muscle. They only gained more fat. So they produced the same amount of muscle tissue, but one group gained more fat tissue.
0: And then what should the numbers roughly be in terms of what what should your like you aim for in terms of a set calorie surplus at least to start?
1: Calorie surplus, um, yeah, it, well,
0: it, depends. Depends. it depends. It depends. It depends. It depends.
1: Yeah. it depends on what stage of growth you're at. If you're very new, then you can aim for you know five, oh, uh, one, one to one point five percent body weight gain per month. Yeah. If you're intermediate, then you know. 0.75 to 0.5 gain of muscle uh, of weight per month and then if you're uh, experienced then 0.25 to 0.5 percent of weight gain per month
0: yeah and that's the thing so once we've essentially you know established your baseline need in terms of calories um all we need to do is basically go like right okay you are x centimeters tall this is your protein requirement this is your fat requirement yeah Fill up the rest with carbs, like fill your boots. Yeah, you I,
1: I, I believe that. Like, so if you, if you have the like, whereas with fat loss? If you have um, any amount of ratio of carbs to fat, is going to have a minimal effect on how much fat you lose. With mus, with muscle gain, you want to have the majority of your surplus come from carbohydrates, because more fat in the presence of carbohydrates will just be stored as fat, whereas more carbohydrates will not produce. As much fat because it has to go through the process of de novo lipogenesis, which is not particularly efficient. Uh, no, de novo lipogenesis, to... which is the process of your body converting carbohydrates to fat, is not an efficient process. It does not mean that if you pr- if you over consume a hundred calories of carbohydrates, it will not store a hundred calories of fat because it has to be converted to fat which means that you actually store less fat overall by over-consuming carbohydrates than by over-consuming
0: fat. Boom. That was the most coherent yeah. thing I think you ever said. Like you crushed that. I was
1: shit at the that part. Hmm. Yeah, you
0: nailed that. That was incredible. <laughs> I mean, I don't really think there's anything else I can really add to that in terms of carbohydrates in a calorie surplus are always beneficial so long as you stay within your limit. And then you also sort of, as you continue to grow, understand that you need to progressively overload your calorie surplus as you go.
1: So as far as the recommendation goes, I would say, as little fat as you can comfortably manage for your calorie intake, so by that I mean if you are intaking a certain amount of protein, you're probably gonna find that you hit a certain amount of fat, so at 200 grams of protein, you may end up at somewhere between 60 to 80 grams of fat a day, and then the rest of it should come from carbohydrate, because if you consume more fat, that fat will likely be stored as as fat, whereas if you consume more carbohydrate, that carbohydrate will directly deliver m- more muscle gains and will result in f- less fat gain.
0: Did you feel like the pressure was really on you then? I felt as equally coherent. So much pressure. So much pressure. <laughs> but I still find it really funny that we there was ever a point in the industry where people were actively saying with genuine conviction. Carbohydrates become fat easier than fat becomes fat.
2: Oh, I did it for ages. What are you talking
0: about? Yeah. I did that for so long. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know, Carbohydrates so much fat way easier. Oh, yeah. No, that to be no.
0: honest, like don't get me wrong. Like I went at the low carb thing hard, but oh, even I terrible. didn't. But I did not think that in any way, shape, or form that carbs became fat easier than fat. It's because nobody fat. No, no,
1: nobody says <laughs> it to you in that like kind of rationale. Exactly like Ex- at first, like but when but
0: because when, like, like I said, when they're trying to sell
2: you something that they want you to believe in, they're not going to explain they're... it to you that way. I remember, yeah. like I said, no, I went but... to a couple of courses where they kind of preached that to me. Yeah. And like you come out and you're like, yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. carbs make you fatter. And,
0: and this is the thing, like I, I think I was actually quite lucky when I came into this sort of like the low carb phase of my life because I picked what led me into it was me picking up the paleo solution. By Rob Wolf, which is actually... It is quite good, good. Yeah, it's a really good book. It puts forward a very convincing argument. Um, he's he, a douche, though. No, he isn't. Uh, Rob that, no, 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 like no he's, Rob Wolf is not a
2: douche. Yes, he is.
0: Why is he a douche?
2: I'll, I'll explain more when I'm off camera. Oh. Off <laughs> camera. Off mic camera. <laughs> off mic camera. Uh, is this where, he, is, is this where you cheated? Cunt. You out of money? No, no, Did no, no, with your wife? Yeah, I uh, don't know. I don't know,
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, okay, in fairness, maybe you have some personal things against Rob Wall. In terms of the... Random bar once. Yeah. No, ter- <laughs> That would be such a good story. Yeah, I would but like But in story. terms of the information that he, puts, he put out there during the time when I was exposed to this whole low-carb hypothesis via the Paleo solution, um, it was a very, very convincing argument, but at no point did he say, right, carbs, easier stored as fat than fat. Straight out of the gate, he was like... Yeah, like, you need to eat according to an actual energy balance. But ultimately, what we're talking about is creating a diet that's built for sick people.
1: I never heard Rob Wolf talk about energy balance. Really? No, I never heard
0: Because he's a douche.
1: But he did, he mainly came from it from the perspective of improving health. Yeah. Which he said, eat minimally processed foods.
0: Yeah. To be fair,
1: yeah, (laughs) that's pretty, that's not a solid advice.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, also, I think it's also my own personal bias because I actually kept up with a lot of what... Rob Wolf was putting out and like how he continued to evolve his stance like it was never a case of him doing a Phil Richardson flip-flopping from one thing to another I'll give you that I'll give you that but I'm not I think during that evolution of like Rob Wolf's stance when it comes to the whole low carb um, thing like his whole his whole stance has very much evolved into him saying well look at the end of the day I wrote this book about talking about how we improve Health. I did not write a body composition book. If you come and work with me as an athlete or as someone who's trying to lose body fat, then we can have a more in-depth carbohydrate conversation. The whole point of the paleo solution was to help give a very, very simple template and guideline for eating that was applicable to the wide variety of American citizens who, for the most part, are some of the most unhealthy people on the planet. Was
1: it not more though? I minimally, think once... it was more like the, the whole paleo thing was more minimally processed. Like as little processing as you can. And if you take away like the processing of foods, you do get rid of a lot of carbohydrates. Mm. Mm. Like bread. Like bread is oh in like entirely processed. You, yeah, like at no all p- of that goes, your carbohydrate intake inherently goes down. Yeah, exactly.
0: And at no point was he saying sweet potato, are you mad? Yeah. Like at no point was he saying that. So you know, I, I like Rob Wolf stuff because I think it's right. Don't you give me the look of shame. I like Rob Wolf stuff, and I'm I about, want to know I, what you Yeah, of I, is. I know. I really want to know I'm now. I'm really intrigued I don't even
2: remember. I just know really I dislike him. Oh no, Isn't you're... that just, uh, not just terrible? <laughs> no, but that's the, fi- that's the fitness industry. I did hate him for something once. <laughs> but that's, I will remember it later.
0: That, a, but the thing is, that's the fitness industry as a whole, isn't it? Just, like, I just like what you put out based on a pin- based on my personal opinion, not based yeah. on what Why you Why did you hate him?
2: I don't know. No, no, yeah, like... I saw him once. I didn't look the look of him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, but the thing is, and, like, you called me out on this the whole time. Like, I absolutely... Hate Kino body, like I hate like everything to do with who he is as a person. But my God, oh. does he no? But my God, does he do a great job? Yeah. Like it's just an emotional thing. Like I think Greg Ganger You've, is a douche, yeah. but at the same time, you don't like douche, him on a personal a, level. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we as an industry like personalize everything, and that's why like I the thing that I will always say that we need to have in terms of the way that we actually start teaching. Coaches that are coming into the industry is how to approach things objectively and how to actually look at things from a scientific basis, not from a scientific bias. They need to be in a situation where they can look at a piece of evidence and say, right, does it work? Doesn't it? What is the efficacy of it? Not does this resonate with my personal opinion? Like that's where we need to be. We've got to actually. Teach We're all people. humans,
2: and you know? I mean, no, but
0: we've got to teach people. How and we, to we are drawn to teach. certain
2: things. No, you're right, but we are drawn to certain things and drawn to certain people. So, like, there's always going to be some selective bias because you don't want to, as a person. Read something and say, oh my God, I've been wrong the whole time. So there is always going to be some selective bias in what people say
0: because people have
2: particular
1: opinions. I think people are getting
2: more, more open though.
1: I feel yeah, like, they are. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah. Massive. But the fact, that the, the fact that we are even doing this and there is an audience mm. outside of the fitness profession that allows us to do this yeah. and actually talk to people shows that there is like exactly. a dramatic change in consciousness well yeah I mean at the moment only your mum's listening to this mm. maybe your wife I don't know depends on whether you piss her off or not mm. but like, at the at the moment we have an opportunity to speak to an incredibly huge and very um, committed audience which at the end of the day is going to dictate the way in which the fitness industry goes because at the end of the day we can only touch the lines of so many people but the information that they continue to put out to their friends and colleagues and family that is what is going to fundamentally mm-hmm. change the scope of how the fitness industry moves. And, you know, that, that really is it. We are in a renaissance period where social media and the internet and podcasting and everything has allowed the fitness community as a whole to gravitate together as opposed to gravitate apart. We've got marathon runners talking to strength athletes. We've got strength athletes mm-hmm. talking to swimmers. We've got swimmers talking to gymnasts rather than everyone standing in their own individual fucking camp twiddling their thumbs and going, hey, man. What do you think? Oh, hey, buddy, the same as you. Fantastic. The eternal circle jerk fucking continues, <laughs> and nothing ever progresses. When the situation now, where everyone that you know, everyone is actually gravitating towards each other, and information is being shared. If anything, we're at, we're at like the enlightenment period oh, we're,
1: of our industry. We are at a better
2: period than there has ever been in the history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt, yes. Like that's not up, up for debate. But because I think, like, even if you go back five, ten years, well, I'm not gonna go ten because I wouldn't have read much better. But even five years ago, you didn't just stumble across the right guys. For the most yeah. part, unless someone told you about them, you wouldn't they wouldn't pop up on your Facebook no, page. No, 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 no. Now the real science driven individuals or groups are everywhere. Yeah. But it's also like, lovely. Like, like yeah. Stuart Phillips sponsors posts. He will post
1: a study mm. which was to do with you know or, you know protein intake or whatever. And he'll sponsor it, which mm. is great because then people will see it who are interested in it. And as much as it may not be sexy and it may not be what grabs people's attention it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's someone who is based in the scientific, evidence-based community, putting information out to the masses,
0: which and is amazing. Exactly, and paying out of his own pocket. Like, yeah, I'm sure that he yeah, gets... Yeah, that's, that's, sure that's for that he the benefit nobody besides himself. Yeah, and the thing is, I know it's always... At the end of the day, it's going to help increase his presence as an authority, which then whatever business and or product he's pushing is going to help revenue he in doesn't. that way. No, but... The steward doesn't sell anything. No, but there will be some he, like there will be some way in which he is making that money back because otherwise he's just shutting it out of his own pocket. And if he is, he's a far better person than I am. Sure. I've never seen him do it for sell anything. Well, but then I've if, seen him sponsor posts. Then, in which case, we have an individual who is sponsoring posts out of his own pocket for no other reason than he wants to promote a better status quo within the yeah. industry, and, and that that's is what we've absolutely got. incredible.
1: Like, It's like between people like uh, Brad Schoenfeld, Brad Schoenfeld does the same thing. Like he yeah. just wants to get good information out.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, and there's also the medium in which we actually absorb this information. Like I remember, you know, five, ten years ago, T Nation, Elite FTS, like all the bog standard websites that you just hammer through, trying to read absolutely everything you could about nutrition, strength, performance, fat loss, weight gain, whatever. Now I follow Dr. Andy Galpin on mm-hmm. Instagram, and he gives me amazing information on a daily basis. Jeez, Shredded it. by science, Broderick Chavez, um, all these people who are on social media and readily available, then there now always mm-hmm. and forever. That stuff that isn't going away. Like it's so easy it's... to access information that you know. It, like Kane said, you do not have a goddamn excuse. It is all out there for you to start implying, mm-hmm. in, uh, applying in your everyday life. And, you know, that's what we want to do. We, at the end of the day, like our coaching services fill in that gap. They fill in that, you know, that X factor that's stopping you from being able to go out there, resource all this information yourself and then apply it in your everyday life. Because at the end of the day, like you know, some people don't have the nouse about them to put it all in place. Whereas the three of us, you know, like I read, I decided I was going to get into powerlifting, read every single, you know, article I could on Westside. No, we are weird, but that's my point. Like we are the, you know, I, I don't like using the word exceptional because I mean that in terms of we are just unordinary. Like yeah. we, we are we are outliers. Like I decided I was going to get into powerlifting. Spent five weeks reading everything I could about Westside because at the time I believed Westside was the strongest gym in the world, and then went straight hard in the paint. Like just put a conjugate cycle together, went. You decide. You decided right. I'm a skinny guy. I'm going to get Goku gains. Go. And it was that simple. Greg. Goku games was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, but everyone was looking for Goku. Everybody I'm still, I'm games. still looking for Goku games. You've got no clue what we're talking about, do you, Greg? Greg's the old man. <laughs> I was nodding. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes, Goku games. Yes, I yes. you know what that is. Yes. If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, please do leave a five star review. Because let's be honest, where else are you going to find this level of health? And Only Dragon Ball Z fan.
1: If you're a Naruto fan, fuck off.
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny because then I'd have to leave oh no, no never actually to watch
2: today we're cutting this bit out
0: <laughs> no, no we're not <laughs> we're not cutting this bit out anyway we're going off from the tangent now is about the time to wrap this up so guys in a very very brief summary carbohydrates are an energy substrate at the end of the day they are both varied in terms of their complexity or simplicity this is what is going to dictate how much time and how much energy is going to be required to break them down into glucose that is the, the energy substrate which is used by the muscles, central nervous system and brain in order to get shit done. Ultimately, when you're in a calorie deficit, all you need to worry about is staying in that calorie deficit and having a base level of carbohydrate that allows you to continue to recover and adapt to the stimulus that you're giving it. If you are in a calorie surplus, please remember not to go above your calorie surplus. It's not a fucking free for all. And once you've accounted for protein and fat, more carbs is always better so long as you stay within your calorie surplus limit Because at the end of the day, you know what They had it right in the 70s Yeah, more calories is not always better Yeah, exactly, there's always going to be a drop-off point And like, don't get me wrong Like, I know everyone jokes about going on like the perma-bulk And you've got to eat big to get big But it's like you only need to get You don't need, need to eat a little bit bigger To get a little bit bigger mm-hmm. You don't need to eat for the 340 pound monster That you're never going to be
2: oh, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sad Greg, not winning World's Strongest Man In fact, you don't want to. Like Mike Jenkins, his heart literally exploded in his chest. He was a 400 pound man. Literally exploded. That would be cool. (laughs) Unreal. That wouldn't be cool. That would not be cool. And on that incredibly, awkwardly morbid bombshell, I think it's time to end the episode there. So once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Talking Fit podcast. We talked about carbohydrates. Please listen to the summary if you are confused. Message us uh, in the comment section below. Um if there's anything you want us to talk about go over again and if you want to leave us a five star review with all constructive criticism because ultimately the only way that we can get better is if you tell us how to get better because you know this is an audience driven process if you want to support us and our individual um, social media campaigns businesses and or whatever then please follow the links below that'll take you to our individual instagram and facebook pages as well as the talking fit Instagram and Facebook page. We will be sharing everything via that primarily, but you will also be able to find it on our individual pages by proxy. So, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. My name's Rogan Allport, Kane Owen, Greg Foley, and this has been the Talking Fit Podcast. See you next week.